Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, Elsie Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 140 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. Julia Carlson is the founder of Financial Freedom Wealth Management Group. She has been practicing financial planning for more than 20 years and specializes in helping people who are either retired or close to retirement. Julia is recognized as being especially knowledgeable on topics relating to tax strategies for retirement and distribution planning. The Business Enterprise Institute recognizes her qualifications to provide comprehensive exit planning services to business owners. All right, let's dig in right after this quick message. Seems everyone is podcasting these days, but if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. E-Now Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. All right, Julia, can I get an oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Perfect, perfect. First of all, let me say thank you for taking the time out to talk with us. I'm always excited to talk with successful people and people who are successful in the areas of business and of in life. So thank you for taking the time out. Well, thank you for having me. The very next thing I like to, uh, to ask is to ask you to tell us about yourself. Now, I have a little caveat to that. We want to know about you, but feel free to go all the way back to where it all started, or you can start more current day. Tell us about yourself. <laughs> well, I'd love to tell people that I started out as an entrepreneur when I was 23 years old and uh, grinded it out in a very male-dominated industry. And here at 42 Today, I, I made it. <laughs> got it, got it. So tell us more about the, the industry. What, what industry are we, are we talking about here? 
Yeah, so I am in the financial services investing world. And as you can imagine, at 23, uh, female, just starting out, I there was a lot of kind of proving myself, but I was really passionate about helping people with their money and also helping people simplify it. I think in the world, in my world of finances, my industry likes to use a lot of jargon and uh, big words. Uh, and I just think that it, if we can simplify it and help people demystify it, that it can be empowering for people to really take control of their financial future. I'm curious to know what what kind of mindset do you have to have in order to survive in that type of environment where oftentimes you're the only one? Well, failure is not an option. <laughs> and and for me, it's I, I go back and I was probably pretty naive, but I was just so excited and on fire about what I wanted to, um, how I wanted to help people that I was okay with all the no's getting to all the yeses. And so it was that drive and determination that created this mindset that I wanted, I wanted people to have the knowledge. I wanted to make a difference. And, uh, you know, I think you, I think that mindset is so critical for someone just starting out in business. Talk a little bit about the nose. Um, a lot of times people, especially in, in business and in entrepreneurship, I don't know if people really realize just how many, that ratio of no's to yeses. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, it's funny. In the beginning, I was I didn't want to hear the no's. But then what I began to hate were the maybes. I was like, you're either yes or no. And so the people that kind of strung me along were were the maybes. And, and so for me, how that helped me was develop the skill of saying, you know what, it's okay. Timing may not be right. And and allowing them to get to the no, if that's truly what they wanted. But a lot of times that journey to the no was taking it kind of back, right? Like taking, taking the offer away from them, which kind of made them get to the yes. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> Um, expand a little bit on that. What do you, what do you mean? Okay. So what I, what I wrote down in my note was uh, the journey to the no. What does that mean? The journey to the no. So if someone is interested in what you have to offer, but they're not ready to start today. So, but they're not willing to say no, then it's like overcoming those objections because I know what I have is the right fit for them. I know what I'm going, I'm no helping them save for their future and making smart decisions with their money. Like I know that that's the right decision. And so if you're not willing to say yes to yourself and to your financial future, there's, there's gotta be a good reason in there. And maybe is not really a good reason. So it's like uncovering those objections and then actually taking, taking that offer off the table. So it sounds like you're not willing to, you know, commit to creating a strong financial future and saving for yourself. Uh, so what would be the, so it would be do, is, is that right? And so it's the way that you're positioning the questions. And trying to get them to say either yes or no, where for me, a no was saying, okay, they're really saying no, as opposed to not now. Got it. So how much trial, trial and error 
did you have to go through before you got to that that realization? Oh gosh, a lot. <laughs> I think I think in the beginning it's like you want confidence, but you don't get confidence until you go through it enough, right? So for me, the confidence came after I was committed, after I had the courage to keep going and going through all of that. And then doing it enough times create the skill and it creates the capability. And that ultimately gives you the confidence. A lot of times we want the confidence in, to begin with. And that's the last thing we get. If you had to identify one thing, because just from talking with you so far, I can hear a few. But if, if you had to, to pinpoint one, what would you say your superpower is? I would say inspiring people to take action. When someone when I, someone is sitting in front of me, whether it's starting a business and they're asking, like, how do I set up my finances for, for my business? Or someone thinking about setting up a retirement plan or, you know, whatever it is, I, I love to inspire them to be able to take that action now. Because if I just teach someone and I give them knowledge, that's great, but we all know knowledge without the action or motivation without the action is is not going to get you anywhere. So it's that ability to actually make people act. What are some of your keys to success? Boy, so for me, consistency would be uh, huge. Also, a very strong work ethic. I remember quitting my nine to five job and starting my business and keeping business hours. I think a lot of times when we start our own business, we kind of get lazy, we multitask, you know, we start the the time management is sometimes can um, get in the way. And so for me, it was setting up very clear boundaries of how much I need to work up front to get my business going. Take us back to that moment when you made that that jump that leap from nine to five world to this unknown abyss of entrepreneurship how did you make that that mental shift well i i number one i was it was always again that business mindset i knew that i didn't only i i not only wanted to be self-employed but i wanted to build a business and so for me i had to not only think about um, you, you know, making money today, but I was also wanting to create something that was going to outlast me where, where I had to hire employees and, and really build something over the long term. And so when that was that mindset, I think it was that dream. It was that dream that kind of kept me going. Give us a little insight on what the, what the difference is, right? Because a lot of people, I don't know the exact number, but there's a high percentage of people who, if you were to ask them the question, would, would you like to own your own business? Most people will say, well, yeah, I want to be my own boss, set my own hours, chart my own destiny. But there's a reason why most people don't actually do it. <laughs> What's <laughs> the difference between those people who who to them it's a novel idea and, and the people who actually do it? How do how what how do you think different? Boy, well, I I know that it was like at, in the beginning I traded my nine to five for twenty four seven. Right there, I work. You work a lot more hours when you're starting your own business, uh, but and you have to I think for the most part because 
you're just getting it going and and you have to put in that work up front to lay that foundation for years to come. And so it's that mindset of being okay with the risk. I think a lot of times what keeps what keeps people from going and and making that transition is fear. And so there are more people or there are some type of people that are just wired to be okay with that risk and that kind of unknowing, but also there's a seed there that, that there's, they are meant to be doing something on their own and being creative and innovate. And, and that's all the entrepreneurs in the world. I have to totally agree with you. I think that there are some people that are just wired differently. They, uh, for me, one of the ways that you know purpose and passion is, um, is the thought, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. Most people don't want to be the CEO, but there are Mm -hmm. some people who do for whatever reason, they're wired (laughs) to want to be the boss. And, and they have the risk tolerance, as you said, to handle the stress and the ups and downs and the all the arounds that come with <laughs> being the person where the buck stops. Um, and I, I definitely think you can learn, but I agree. I think some people are just wired. They, they are just wired to be business owners. Yeah, I agree. Let's um, take a brief right turn and talk about you a little bit more. What's your favorite thing to do? Oh, well, I, so my, my hobby is I, I enjoy like g- working out and I also enjoy learning. So my favorite thing to do is to like get on my Peloton bike or go to go into my weight room and I listen to a really good YouTube, you know, inspirational, motivational, learning, entrepreneurial, uh, enterprise now podcast, all that good stuff. Right. And and learn like i i enjoy that that process i also love being with my kiddos and so when i um am not at my office and not working then i'm either usually working out with my kiddos or traveling <laughs> i would venture to guess out of all the times i've asked that question to entrepreneurs hmm, in some roundabout way about 90% will say to work, <laughs> which is which is what you would expect from entrepreneurs because they're wired that way. And a lot of times what they what we do, it doesn't really feel like work. So we like to do it. I I agree. Yes. <laughs> and I, the way I bring my kids into my work, like I I I look at it is there's no such thing as balance. It's all integration. Like how do we, okay, mom's got to work a lot this, this week, but guess what? Spring break's coming and we're going to Disneyland. So (laughs) it's like that ability to control your schedule and then teaching them that entrepreneurial schedule as well. Yeah. Um, For example, people at home who are listening, all around the world, in Wisconsin, the United States, and wherever you're listening right now. I am having this wonderful conversation with Julia, and at the exact same time, I am holding 
my four-year-old son's hand as he is right beside me uh. as we're recording this episode. So I think that there's a lot to be said about balance and about being flexible and and being able to roll with the with the flow because or I almost said punches roll with the punches because there there are nights or times where it's not going to always go the way that you expect it. There are things that are going to come up and you have to be able to um, to adjust and adapt and to still execute and do what you need to do. And, um, you know, and like you said, take the kiddos along for, for the ride as well. Absolutely. So, Julia, this next question sometimes throws people off, but I love, love, love to ask it because of the different answers that I get. Uh, So here we go. If you could meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? Uh, Okay, so I would want to meet Jesus. And the conversation I would want to have is I am, you know, as a kid going to church and Sunday school and listening to all the stories and, and like now being an entrepreneur, you know, as an adult, sometimes I get very reactive. And when I mean reactive, I mean like, um, like I can't control my response and I've, I've grown a lot. I've gotten way better and that is important, (laughs) but the, what I would ask him or have a conversation with is how how is someone from such a young age living a life in that non-reactive or peace or joyful place like so consistently <laughs> that would be a very interesting conversation i think i'd have a lot to to ask him as well um yeah that would be kind of tough to narrow that down <laughs> it would but that's where i would start <laughs> All right. So we've learned a lot about you, where kind of um, things that make you tick, things you enjoy doing. Um, tell us about your business. What do you do? Yeah. So my business is Financial Freedom Wealth Management Group, and we are helping Americans build stronger financial futures. And so sometimes that means retirement planning. Uh, a lot of what we do in Oregon is help small business owners, and we have a lot of those actually across the nation, helping them set up uh, exit plans for their business. So as the baby boomers get closer to retirement, like how do I structure this business to actually sell as an asset so that I can retire someday? And I, I would say kind of as a side note, for people that are going into business, thinking about that exit plan when you're going into ba- into business is extremely powerful. Touch on that a little bit more. Um, how starting with the end in mind in terms of yeah. before you even start your business, considering that. Yeah. So a, a lot of, I think the, the story of an entrepreneur at, in the beginning, is just one person, right? We have that rugged individualist that is just going and trying to make a living. But as we grow, like now I have 12 employees and my business runs without me. And when I think about exiting my business, which still may be 20, 40, you know, long time down the road, uh, it, the way that it's structured though, is it's, it runs itself. There's systems in place. So that's what I mean. If you can walk away from your business for a year and go travel the world and your business is still uh, running and your the systems are working and you're making money, it's it's like making, making yourself as the entrepreneur, as the business owner, less relevant in the day-to-day. 
And so when that happens, that's, you know, you've got a lot of your, your business has a lot more value. And so when you go into business, if you think about, okay, how can I structure things that are repeatable, that are scalable, that how do I keep things simple? Those are the kind of things that when you're, go, when you're down the road, if you don't think about that, you have to go back and kind of redo things. One thing that I heard you say is um, set up systems that allow your business to run without you. How do you get to the place where you're, I guess, comfortable enough and secure enough to do that? Because some people, I imagine, <laughs> want to be needed. They want to, to oh, yeah. for the business to need them. So how do you get to that place where you're you're secure enough to say, you know what, I'm going to put systems systems in place so that the business doesn't need me. Yeah. So it's learning the art of delegation for sure, but it's also learning that it's, it's a lot of ego and um, developing your <laughs> yourself. And so for me, what I've come to realize is I, Julia, cannot be perfect, but a team that we have working together can be perfect. And so that getting to where in the beginning, it was all about me, of course, right? I was like, look at me, here I go. But over time, you realize that it is okay, take me out of it. And it becomes we and that team. And if you've got people that are that their unique ability and what they're doing is complementary to what you're really good at, it elevates both of you. And so that art of delegation is about figuring out what am I really good at and then being able to delegate those other pieces to your team around you uh, so that they can do what they what what they love. And we had to definitely put a system in in the beginning because I, I think as entrepreneurs, it is hard to delegate and let go, but we we have a system for that. Because nobody's going to do it as well as you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we think, but it turns out. <laughs> so as we kind of wrap up our, uh, our conversation here, if you had to give the enterprisers an actionable tip to improve their business today, what would that be? I would say look at your, whether it be if you're ready to hire your first employee or um, going to a seminar that you're going to learn something and, and personally develop, like always look at that as a investment. You are always your best investment. And second to that, your employees or team are your best investment. So a lot of times I think entrepreneurs get in this trap of thinking it's going to cost me money. Well, if you look at it as a cost, then yes, it is. But if you look at it as I'm investing and I will get a return because I believe in myself and my team and my dream of what I'm developing, that that, that, would, that is when I look back, it, those were the pivotal moments before I made, you know, a doubling and a, and a tripling. So always don't fear investing in yourself and your business. Awesome. Awesome. So if people want to learn more about you and what you do um, and want to reach out to ask questions, how can they do that? Sure. So they can find me on Facebook uh, under Julia Carlson. I also have a website. I'm just redo redoing it a little bit, but it is at JuliaMCarlson.com. And then also my 
um, website, financialfreedomwmg.com is my business website. So pretty much Google, just Google Julia Carlson (laughs) and they'll find me. You're welcome. Thank you so much, Julia, for taking the time out to talk with us. Enterprisers, if you got value from that awesome conversation, let the world know by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast app. That helps us know that we're bringing you golden nugget filled conversations with the most inspirational business owners. Reach out to me directly at eflinart at enterprise-now.biz with any feedback or questions for me or any of my guests. Also, don't forget to check out the Enterprisers Elite Club for thought leaders that want to learn how to leverage podcasting to launch, grow, and maximize their business. Head on over to www.enterprise-now.biz slash enterprisers to learn more. Thanks again, folks, and we'll talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.